Welcome to another Pastor's Chat. We, for the last several weeks, have been studying the book of Romans, this great book written by the Apostle Paul to the saints at Rome, giving them a thesis, a doctrinal teaching on the subject of salvation, our great salvation, how God can save a sinner, make a sinner righteous, holy before Him. Now, as we've looked at this book, we can, again, just remind you that you can take in our English language the letter S and divide it up into several sections. The first sections, chapters 1 through 3, you have the doctrine or the teaching of sin. Man has sinned, all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. Then you come to chapters 4 and 5, and you have the great teaching of the salvation, S, salvation of God that comes by faith through one man, Jesus Christ. And then chapter 6, 7, and 8 that we've been studying, sanctification. We've been set apart, and now Christ is in us. We are in Christ, and now we have a brand new life we can live because it's His life living through us. Then in chapters 9, 10, and 11, some of the most difficult uh, verses, chapters in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul is going to talk about the sovereignty of God. And we're going to come to that, maybe just only take a couple days on this, these three chapters. But uh, then the last part of the book, chapters 12 through 16, are about service, our Christian service, our obligation, our responsibility, if we have been saved from our sin, we've been set apart to enjoy the freedom we have in Christ, what should we do about that? Well, we should serve. Well, that's the book of Romans. Today, we're looking at chapters 9, 10, and 11. These are kind of a parenthesis. Many of the scholars tell us that study this, study this book. It's, it's kind of a set-apart part of the book. And, and you can imagine Paul in the last verses of Romans chapter 8. Who shall separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord? Shall death or life or anything separate us from the love of God? No, we're more than conquerors through Him who loved us. I mean, what a victory note chapter uh, 8 ends on. And then chapter 9 begins with these words. I tell the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God, and the promise, of whom are the fathers, and from whom, according to the flesh, Christ came, who is over all the eternal blessed God. Amen. Now, it seems strange that Paul would interrupt the discussion of salvation and devote these uh, three long chapters to the nation of Israel. So why didn't he move from the doctrinal teaching, as we talked about from chapters 1 through 8, to the practical duties that we learn in chapters 12 through 16? But we'll see here a careful study of chapters 9 through 11 reveal that this section is not an interruption at all, but it's a necessary part of Paul's argument for justification by faith. Now to begin with, two things we'll see here very quickly. Paul was considered by many to be a traitor to his Jewish nation. He administered to the Gentiles. He taught freedom from the law of Moses. He preached in synagogues. 
He caused trouble, and no doubt many of the Jewish believers, especially in Rome, had heard of his questionable reputation. And in these chapters, Paul shows his love for Israel and his desire for their welfare. Welfare. This is a personal reason for this section. But then there's a doctrinal reason. Paul had argued in Romans chapter 8 that the believer is secure in Jesus Christ and that God's election would stand, verses 8 through 28 through 30. But someone would ask then, well, what about the Jew? They were chosen by God, yet now you tell me they're set aside and God's building his church. Did God fail to keep his promise to Israel? In other words, in other words, the very character of God is at stake. And if God was not faithful to the Jews, how do we know he would be faithful to his church? And that's what we're going to see in these three chapters. And the main thing we see is God is God and we are not. He is sovereign. He's in control and we are not. And God always keeps his covenant promises. God bless you. Trust him today. He will take care of you. Have a good day.